And welcome to the KBND Morning News. In studio in the stressless this morning, Ben Mayer, Melanie Keebler. Melanie, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here today. I, I noticed uh, earlier this week the Ben City Council members all wrote and signed a letter uh, regarding Gaza and urging what? I mean, why did you send this letter? Who did you send it to? What was its contents? Yeah, so we had this discussion last night, and we had actually had uh, a good amount of public comment about this at a previous meeting. We've also been receiving emails. And what I think my focus was in putting together a letter and just bringing it forward for discussion was to acknowledge, though this is not a local issue, it is an issue that has local impacts. We have um, Israeli folks, we have Palestinian folks who live in Ben. we have lots of folks who are very concerned, as I am, about the amount of civilians um, who are victims of not just terrorism, but also other acts of violence, the amount of children who are dying in the region, and the way that's impacting our community. So um, not an easy conversation, not a tough conversation. There's a lot of opinions that we received and a lot of input with different perspectives on don't do this, this isn't appropriate, to we don't like the letter, it's too vague or it's too harsh. Um, and so I think it was just appropriate to have that conversation transparently, to listen to the input of the folks who were there last night, and then to say, here's what we can do as a body, as council. Here's how people can ad advocate individually. Counselors can advocate individually. But this was the message was um, a message of peace and end to the violence and especially end to the killing of civilians. So that's the message we wanted to send to our federal representatives um, and what we deliberated on last night. It sounds like a cathartic exercise. I don't know if it was cathartic. I think it was important. And I wanted to be very clear, and I think the group there did a good job, that this is a very tough issue, that people are on all sides of it, um, and that we were going to have a civil conversation, and, and that's what happened. And I, I appreciate everyone who showed up and respectfully gave their comments, even if they were passionate. And I think it's a continued conversation that needs to be happening at the community level, but that there's not really, there's no, uh, at this point, no need to spend more council time on it. We, we've done what we can um, and are going to continue to focus on local issues. And speaking of local issues, let's talk about the transportation fee. Uh, first of all, what is that program and, and where is it at right now? The transportation fee is something we've been working on for a while now, and it is part of our plan and our transportation system plan on how to fund our transportation needs. We did pass um, the GEO bond in 2020 to build projects on the list in our transportation system plan, but none of that money can be used for operations and maintenance. And part of the plan that the, the large group of citizens and council at the time in 2020 put in place was to then look at a transportation fee, which many cities across Oregon have. So we've done a lot of work putting the policy together. We have now a draft code. People can find that at bendoregon.gov slash transportation fee. And what we talked about last night was just finalizing pieces of that code and then getting it out so we can have some public uh, reaction to it before we go to the final decision process in council. So we will have two listening sessions this month that are on that page that people can come to, um, not only to ask questions, but to give input about this policy. Okay. What's the reason that this whole idea got brought up? The big reason is we have a gap on how we are going to fund our transportation system. And part of the bond was catching up with growth, right, and our need for improvements around town. And then the kind of counterpart to that in the funding plan that was put together was money that's sustainable for operations and maintenance so that we can keep up with the need to plow and sweep, that we can keep up with filling in missing sidewalks and developing um, better intersections that flow better and developing better, safer ways for people to get around town without a car. So um, we've got a great video that we've put out that hits some of the highlights of this, how this impacts um, people in residential streets, businesses, how we can help 
improve, not just maintain our services, but improve and make them better and continue to work on programs to make the transportation system work better for everybody. For the typical driver and and transportation user, it sounds like this is just another layer of cost put on top of them because they're going to continue to pay the the gas tax and and whatever else. Right. We don't have a local gas tax, so um, that's part of the reason that we are seeing Um, Some gaps in our budget is we've got increasing costs, just as everybody else does, to build things and maintain things. And um, the gas tax statewide is declining. Um, And that's the only gas tax revenue we receive. So um, there was a conversation about a gas tax years ago. Uh, Voters said no. This is a way to um, put a fee that will help us meet our transportation needs. And that is in in council's control. If there's a reason to um, lower it, if we can find another revenue source in the future, we can do that. Um, but right now we want to get it in place and we, and we have um, worked on a phased approach. So we know there's a target of how much revenue we want to raise, but we're not going to start out at that number. We're going to start out lower um, so the initial impact is lower and so that we can learn more information and how we should phase this in going forward. Did last night's, when you came down to this letter, were there any specifics that were nailed down that you'll be presenting to the public? On the transportation fee? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We have a full code people can look at. We're going to present information um, going through that, and here's what it does, and here's how it applies to persons living in a residential home. Here's how it applies to non-residential businesses, which is going to be a different calculation on how that works. Here's how it applies to parks. Here's how it applies to schools, right? So the, that all that information is available on our website, um, as well as summaries in the video form, and then at the listening sessions, that will be presented as well. Okay, so get to the... Uh uh, website apparently to get the the hunt on that most non-residential accounts pay six twenty five per thousand square feet. I'm looking at I'm just scanning some numbers here. And yeah, the non-residential side because you could have a warehouse that's a hundred thousand square feet big and you could be a small business in a nine hundred square foot you know building. So it really varies a lot. What we're looking at on the residential side is about five and a half bucks for a single family home and less than that for multifamily um, for something. Um, and that's based on data for trip generation, and that's going to be the initial phase one. That w- that's what is proposed right now. And that's per month? Per month, yes. Okay. Um, the uh, two meetings this month you'll have readings on, and then, I'm sorry, the next phase after that? Yeah, we're going to the listening sessions. We'll come back to council for a work session. Here's what we heard in the listening sessions. Are there any other changes we need to make? And then move forward um, to a first reading of the policy. And so this would go into effect how soon, possibly? Um, People would start to see this on their August bill if we're going by the schedule that we'd like to keep having it implemented by July. Um, So that would start in the second half of this year. Okay. That's the uh, transportation fee that uh, is coming up. Now, last night also you discussed small business assistance grants. Yeah, this is part of our core area where we have a a tax increment financing program. So we had about... $100,000 to give out in small business assistance grants. And we had our core area advisory board, which is our resident um, board advising council that we appoint people to take the first crack at making the recommendations. Overall, we received $160,000 of requests. So more than we had, right? And so some decisions needed to be made about how to allocate the money. But um, what council approved last night are some grants for um, some of the businesses down there and some of the building owners to make improvements to their storefronts, to make improvements to their buildings. And we also approved a couple of grants for a couple of childcare facilities that are in that area um, to help them out as well. So really excited to get that going. This is the first time we've done that, the first round of these grants. There'll be more in the future. Um, but a great way to invest in the core area and help that redevelopment. Can you define the core area boundaries for me? 
Uh, gosh, I could on I could point Just to generally. it on a map. Yeah, it's um you know Greenwood um to Franklin in between there. Um, next to the Parkway, right in between Parkway and Third Street, that's the Bend Central District, which is the most central part of the core area. But it does extend out a little bit towards the Box Factory, a little bit down um, Greenwood Highway 20. So it's in that just that central area, right around where between Parkway and Third, um, and I think extends a little bit further south than Franklin. But really, the idea is that's where we want to see that redevelopment to a really walkable, livable neighborhood where maybe you don't have to have a car and you've got a lot of amenities and businesses and a thriving um, neighborhood there. So that's the future. Will there be any way to, uh, you know, you've handed over this money and will there be like an accountability follow-up? Yes. Did you do what we said you were going to yes, do? Yes. Yes. That, that, that's part of any kind of granting program that we have. And, and that will definitely be part of making sure that the funds are spent on what they're supposed to be sent on. Okay. Anything else from last night's meeting you want to let folks know? Uh, we did move forward with um, some of the final steps to bring in the Stevens Road Tract, which is out, um, people may see at the end of Reed Market now, there's been some activity. That's the Stevens Ranch Master Plan that we've already approved uh, a couple years ago. Next to that, further out, um, is the corner of that area that's going to be the Stevens Road Tract that we brought in through a bill, um, a house bill in 2021. And really exciting because that is a a very good concept for a complete community that's planned out there. And we've worked with the Department of State Lands who owns that land to make a really good plan so that they can go in and, and sell that to a developer and get that moving. So we took another step on that last night, approving some um, comprehensive plan amendments and things that are needed to keep that moving. Okay. Anything you're looking forward to in the next month? Um, I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to listening sessions. Um, another thing I'll just plug for is that we also talked about our tree code last night that I know a lot of people are interested in. And we also talked about setting up um, some Q&A sessions for the public on that that are going to be happening February, March as well. Um, so that's exciting as well to have those conversations with folks and then keep working on that policy. Okay. Ben Mayer, Melanie Keebler here at FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Frank. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.